This is Awakens Pop Radio, giving you tools to guide you on your spiritual or metaphysical journey. I'm your host, Dr. Candace Maiden Green. Welcome to Thought Thursdays on Awakened Path Radio. As always, you can visit www.awakenedpathonline.com. Again, that's www.awakenedpathonline.com. Today for Thought Thursday, we have with us Bala Dave. Bala is a neo-shaman aligning with soul purpose to bring healing unification through a fusion of ancient and or future artistry, spiritual philosophy, and reconnective healing energies. As referred to in his booklet, Living Light Language Creation Speaks. Welcome to our show today, Bala. Hey, nice to be with you, Candice. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. Now, for our listeners who have not heard of the term neo-shaman, could you explain that to us? Yeah, well, I, I don't know it's a term you'll find in a dictionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's more or less a creative play on words. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say my spiritual journey really began kicking into gear uh, in my early 20s. And um, as an artist, kind of discovering myself as an artist at that time, uh, I began attending an art school in Oregon, the Pacific Northwest College of Art, and going through a revolution in my own consciousness as I was waking up in the world. And um, I believe a series of incidents had occurred through my life that were beginning to manifest as the ascension energies that were coming in. Uh, for me, this was back in the late eighties and early nineties when around night, I'm, I'm giving you a very long answer for a, it's okay. a, your, your question, but it, it's kind of a buildup. Right. Um, in 1987, um, there was something called the harmonic convergence hmm. and someone from that period might've heard of it. But uh, it was a global, uh, intentional gathering of like-minded souls who sat for meditation in different countries around the world. It was a synchronized meditation event because of some galactic alignment that was occurring at that time. Mm -hmm. And it's associated with the 2012, uh, you know, galactic center being reached in Mm -hmm. the Mayan calendar. And so... I believe this was a really significant period between that time and 2012 and where we are now. These ascension energies really began, people were recognizing that there was something going on on a galactic scale. And I think those of us who were, you know, waking up at that time, um, it could, there were generations of people prior who were also involved in new age energies, you know, whether it's Madame Blavatsky and all of that coming around in the early 1900s, but we're being influenced and uh, these energies are, are having their effect on us. And, and 
I just beca was becoming aware of the process of ascension, and it helped to read some books, such as Jose Arguelles had a book out called The Mayan Factor, mm. where he, he felt connected to that civilization, and as an artist and a professor, uh, I think he, he began channeling information from the Pleiades and so forth. Mm. And, my, and he called us, termed us what was called galactic Mayans. Mm. He said, those of us awakening up in this ascension process are of this vibration of the galactic Mayan. And that, you know, one of his big missions in life was to bring forth a, a more natural calendar based on the 13 moon cycles, mm -hmm. 360 days in the year, uh, going back to the, the natural rhythms of a moon cycle rather than the Gregorian solar calendar, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I read that book sometime in the early, like 1990. And uh, I think with art and with spiritual studies, you know, I began formulating something like, what are we? What, what? And other people have used different terms light workers, right? Indigo right. children, mm -hmm. uh, star seeds. And you, these might, you might be able to break them up into different categories of like, you know, the star seeds were a more recent group of individuals. Indigos go back a little further, you know, um, whoever decides on, you know, when, when those start and so forth. But I believe we're all these are all similar terms. So neo-shaman I would put in there with light worker, mm -hmm. Hmm. meaning, um, you know, one who tuning into the natural world and the understanding that we are spiritual beings hmm. uh, with a lot of respect for traditional shamans right. and what they go through. We, in the modern age, I don't know if we, you know, we really have, such a deep appreciation because it's just hard to know the lifestyle and the commitment and the sacrifice mm -hmm. and whatever it is they go through to achieve their levels of consciousness. So I, mm -hmm. with all respect to true shamans of different mm -hmm. cultures, you know, I, I definitely honor that. Mm -hmm. But I think as neo shamans, maybe we're born in cities, maybe we're born in so many right. different situations, but whether it's connection with psychotropics hmm. or just spiritual awakening but something leading us into pathways of a deeper multi-dimensional awareness hmm. of this you know of this reality or realities that exist then you know um i think i was dabbling with a website and different things and just the idea oh well you know i can refer to myself as the neo-shaman or that's that's part of our process is mm. through art and dream and the right. inner world start mm. exposing this information right it reminds me of uh, <clears throat> the book urban shaman i forget okay. who it's, i forget who it's by but that book talks about uh, again the same the same uh, issues what to what to call um, a, sh a shaman who is uh, working, doing work today? There's so many other, other terms, like you said. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh well, you know it's a, it's an interesting subject, and uh, you know I think there has been a, a, a more of a popularity 
but also our true interest to say in mm -hmm. ayahuasca and people right. exploring, you know, just what a magical reality mm -hmm. we live in. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's ways to access that. Mm -hmm. I'm careful not to over use or over abuse substances because mm -hmm. I want to remain in as clear a consciousness as I can. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I choose, um, you know, a, a life of, you know, the healthiest lifestyle I can, I can do manage. And also I just believe that clarity is, is what it's really about and getting in touch with our heart. Mm. And so whatever practices facilitate or assist us in heart expansion, you know, appreciation for all of life and, and, you know, we're built, we, we are bio, physical, spiritual beings and uh, accessing our spirit is a natural thing for us to do. So, you know, some, some may feel that utilizing other substances help, but ultimately I think we can do this on our own. Like mm. the yogis of India or of right. different cultures, right. they go in, you go into the inner world and you connect mm. and you, you grow that way, you know? Right. Requires stillness of the mind. That's what, one thing that a lot of people have trouble with, you know, the, the thought, the monkey mind and all the, the thoughts going in and out. That's what prevents some people from going within because they have trouble silent, being still with their minds. So, Yeah, and there's, but we're, we live in a wonderful time, right? When mm -hmm. um, over these last couple decades, for example, so many literatures have come mm -hmm. out, such a spiritual awakening in our mm -hmm. culture mm -hmm. that um, we have a lot of tools to utilize. And so I think we're all, you know, we can mention different books, which I'll mention some, or right. people who have influenced me to help in my awakening. And, um, but we will all be attracted to certain things at certain mm -hmm. times, right, that will right. assist right. us mm -hmm. in, in opening up to greater levels and so um you know you, you i'm sure you'll have some other questions but i just wanted to kind of recount a little uh, background of myself just so that people you know at least what i'm saying has mm -hmm. some relevance you know mm -hmm. go ahead and, and i'm not just making things up you know no no but, we didn't uh, think that go ahead <laughs> but we're, 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 we're all we're all spiritual beings on a, on a journey and we all have such an individual experience. And uh, so it's, it's neat sometimes to hear of other people's process mm -hmm. and then we can relate to that or, or, you know, uh, at least see, look into our own lives and see what were significant points that may have meant something, you know, and, and where it's leading us. And uh, so I just, go back to um, in my earlier youth, although I grew up in a agnostic family, middle class family, normal childhood, um, we always lived close to nature. So I always had access to forests and trails. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that was a wonderful connection. But I, uh, I began to realize that there were energies flowing into me like sometimes the crown chakra just like felt like it was open and a flood of light was filling my body hmm. and I would I would be walking home from school or whatever and having these kind of ecstatic experiences of hair standing on end and just like 
wow, life is amazing. Like these gushes <laughs> of beautiful energy, you know, mm. just flooding your body, you know, and, and that would happen on a pretty regular basis. And then I remember it kind of, uh, um, fading off as I got older into high school and, and such. Mm. And, and thinking at a certain point, oh, no, is this going away? Or why is this happening less? Or and is this normal? Is this what everybody experiences? And I just kind of concluded that everyone experienced this. Mm. But I think it was a, you know, the energies at that time, and, and now, of course, you know, are just, they're powerful if we're attuned to them. And maybe I was just a, more of a simple, open vessel, didn't have much judgment towards these things. And, um, then at the age of 13, my family went to uh, Mexico for a vacation. And we, I remember going to the uh, site of Tulum, hmm. which, some, you know, some people have heard of. It's a beautiful, smaller Mayan site on hmm. the edge of the, well, whatever ocean that is right there. <laughs> Sorry, I should know. It's off Cancun. Uh, is that Atlantic or Caribbean? But um Anyway, I, I climbed up the, the uh, steep steps and came around the backside. And I remember just being floored by a uh, strong deja vu, mm. looking out over the ocean with my back against this temple wall as if I had been in that exact spot at some previous mm -hmm. time. And, um, you know, it's just, it's events like that that began opening me up. So even at that age of like 13, I was like, oh, well, how could I ever doubt reincarnation? I, I had this experience. I was there before. It was obvious to me. And so I, coming along further, you know, into the 20s, reading different books, autobiography of a yogi, and getting into Eastern mysticism, practicing Tibetan Buddhism at, with local chapter in Portland, Oregon, hmm. um, reading the books of Carl Jung, Joseph Campbell, The Collective Unconscious, um, and then uh, I think this awakening was just coming on so strong at a certain point. I, I dropped out of college and decided to go live on a beach in Hawaii, like what was the point of anything else but just kind of, you know, discovering what is the purpose what who mm. is a big question for me is who is god and if god exists what who is it like you know if there's really a god we must be able to know more definite information mm. and uh it led me to dis discover um i was i was looking for gurus and you know, kind of one guru channel led me to another. And I discovered the Vedic teachings of India. Mm. And I actually joined an ashram, which was the Krishna conscious, mm -hmm. you know, practice, uh, bhakti yoga, a yoga of devotion. It mm -hmm. took me to India and to um, Europe. And I lived in different ashrams. And for about eight years, I was like a celibate monk. <laughs> and, and that happened during my 20s. Wow. And, you know, it was a good discipline at that time. I mean, unlikely, but it happened because of such a, a strong attraction to like spiritual life and just mm. feeling like I was being nourished in this practice. And, and that's a point I want to make, too, is um, 
practice and discipline, whatever it is. I'm, I'm not saying it has to be harsh or overly regimented, but, but just the fact that anything we do in life and want to succeed takes a level of study, mm-hmm. a level of practice, mm-hmm. a level of discipline. You know what I mean? Right. And, right. and so spiritual life is, is not just airy, fairy, you know, walking around saying I'm, I'm right. spiritual, but, but actually <laughs> oh, right. finding something that works for you, mm. whether it's through yoga, meditation, mm. you know, mantras, different things. Right. Uh, but, but everyone can find something that actually really helps them focus their mind, like you were saying earlier, silent the mind, focus go internal and connect with spirit and divinity and what you know so that's that's what i have found to be a process you know is, i mean we can get more specific but now you have things that have helped along the way <clears throat> now you have a booklet called living light language creation speaks what's that about yeah well the i will admit the term came from reading a book called The Keys of Enoch, mm. which if anyone in New Age circles has not heard of that, I, I'd say it was one of the or, original books to influence a lot of uh, New Age literature. But in the 70s, a man named J.J. Uh, Hertak, uh, all this can be looked up online, Keys of Enoch, uh, Book mm. of Knowledge. And it's, it's quite remarkable because it was so advanced uh, for the time. And uh, you would say channeled, but I just read on the website, like mm-hmm. he was saying, this is not a channeled book. He mm-hmm. had a direct experience of being picked up by Enoch, some great being associated with divinity, with God who carried him through the belt of Orion and to another world system where he was educated on certain things that humanity needed for its evolution. Mm. And when he was put back, he dedicated his life to like writing this book, doing a lot of uh, scientific slash spiritual research. Mm. And today he's very active, him and his wife and, um, Anyway, I, I referenced that book because in there he spoke about the, uh, the brotherhood of light, the, mm. the higher beings of love and light, which includes the sisterhood. Right, right. And, uh, and that living light language is a process by which light and information is coming to this planet and that uh, galactic communication occurs in this way it's a hard thing to put your finger on but in a way it it's everywhere in Mm. the sense that we're we're always receiving subtle uh, tidbits or downloads of Mm -hmm. information Mm -hmm. and either we're unconscious about it and it kind of manifests in our lives gradually or we become more conscious of it and we can then be receivers of it and and actually bring it out and transmit it right Mm -hmm. and so i mean whether you're a musician or a visual artist Mm -hmm. or a vocal artist you know like it can come through in so many different ways Mm -hmm. 
where it's an inspiration. I, uh, they, one reference is the music of the spheres. Like mm. there's this like divine music information of the that's out there. And whether it's, you know, it's hard to decipher, but one could say, you know, it's coming from ETs. It's coming from the Palladians, the Andromedans, some other, you know, source or coming directly from God, from the angels. But um, I, I have never, let's say, I have not, even in my own work, I'm, I'm, I'm what I call a galactic glyph artist. So I've always, uh, since my early 20s, I started channeling uh, a type of drawing and mm. that is automatic drawing. I, I just really let the pen do what it needed to do. Mm. And it's nothing representational. It's purely abstract, but it's um, such a, a design and shape that it looks to me like a language and like symbolic information. Mm. And anyone can visit my website, galacticlifts.com and see my artwork there. But um, I've never been able to do anything other than this this stuff it just keeps coming through and I enjoy doing it it, it balances my left and right hemispheres and I because mm -hmm. I just let go it's a meditation for me mm -hmm. um, and I've never been completely absolutely clear on where it's from I mean I've had inclinations to say it's you know maybe we want to be connected to certain planetary systems so therefore we think oh it's, it's Andromeda and it's you know Right. But I can't say for certain. I've never had a being manifest in front of me and tell me exactly what this is about. But in my own journey of just soul searching and, and trying to understand these things, living light language hmm. is, is a term that just is really beautiful. It is. To me, symbolizes um, love and light frequency hmm. and information that comes through any of us at any given time to uplift and upgrade us mm. and it's all it's part of the ascension process and i also like uh the the part of the title creation speaks because mm. not often do people think that the earth around us is speaking all the time it's just that we're not aware some of us aren't aware there are those of us who are awakened who are aware and some are not but i well, think it's beautiful oh well i'm glad you caught that or mentioned that because you know, I didn't want to completely steal the, the word living light language and claim it for my own because mm -hmm. it's not true. It, it came directly from J.J. Hurtak, you know, mm -hmm. he's a mm -hmm. not. I think that's where it originated. But, um, but I, you know, adapted it by saying uh, creation speaks. And, and that's really, when you think about it, yeah, that's uh, a real significant thing because we are if we are tuning in, we are constantly receiving information from our surroundings. Right. And some examples of living light language. There's another artist who is well known in the, some new age circles. His name's Brian DeFloris. And he does uh, angelic living light language kind of uh, script and mm. other beautiful drawings. And he's someone I actually studied with for some time. Um, but, uh, what, oh, yeah, he, he would reference even the bird songs, you know, the wind in nature, the right. sound of a babbling creek, like mm. all these things. If you sit and meditate by a creek, that's true. You hear, right? Mm -hmm. You hear so all these true. sounds of nature. Yep. How, how is that 
beautiful and uplifting, you know? Mm. Totally so, beautiful. Yeah, there, there can be so much information in that al- alone. You know? Right. Now, you also um, um, are involved with reconnective healing energy. Could you explain what that involves for our listeners? Yeah, for anyone who hasn't heard, the, the reconnection or reconnective healing can be looked up online. There's a, a wonderful person, Eric Pearl. He's the originator of that. And um, he's got a, a, a very cool book about healing called mm. The Reconnection. And it's re- really worth a read. I think, you know, just briefly, he, he was a chiropractor for many years. And then in a chiropractic session, he was informed to remove his hands directly and just do some energy work. And I believe through this experience, um, actually the person, the client he was working on began giving channeled information to him. Wow. So that information led from one thing to the other. And he found someone, another channeler who was able to show him specific movement about an ancient or well, I'd say a newly revealed process called the reconnection. Hmm. And what Eric Pearl claims is that just like, you know, there's many forms of energy healing and they're all valid, right? Mm-hmm. They all have their effects. Um, and one of the most popular is, can you help me think of the term um, of uh, hands-on mm-hmm. healing that most people have heard of called just uh, um, anyway, the, the name's slipping my mind. Right sorry. Now. But, but it's parallel to, you know, all these other forms. But what he says right. is there's a new vibration coming through. And this was like, I guess, in the later 90s when this started happening. Right, right. And he said it's, it's the latest access to other dimensional energies. And it connects one with source. And it's, it's a total realignment um, of we we were cut off at a certain point oh. in our evolution, and that these subtle strings um, that connect us with our galactic core, mm. you know, can be mended or re you know reconnected. And I guess you know people would just have to experience it to see how it's different or how it works for them. Right. But I personally went to a practitioner and had a few sessions and really had a significant experience Mm. um, which realigned me to a new direction uh, just out of the blue and really shifted me and so then I went to study this uh, in Miami for uh, several days uh, several day seminar and then became a practitioner and um, it's just uh, it's a wonderful way to interact with people. It's, you know, pretty much a 45 minute to an hour session. And, um, I, there's, he, um, demystifies a Mm. lot about energy healing. And one of his concepts is that maybe in the past we had these ideas that we had to clear so much negative energy, Mm. really, make sure it was cleaned off and that you didn't get contaminated by it and that it was disposed of properly. Mm -hmm. And then you begin your light work and so forth. 
he says we're in a new energy field where we can transcend a lot of that and mm -hmm. not be concerned with the negativity. That's, that's, yeah. go ahead, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that's very interesting because in Reiki, that's what people are doing, correct? That's the term. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> clearing, clearing out uh, energy, imbalancing us, trying to balance yeah. us. So it's good right. to have a, a you know, <clears throat> a new, uh, another, you know, another way. Yeah, and I'm, you know, those things, uh, right, have their purpose. Right. Can work and all of that, but he just it, he he's able to explain it much better than me in his book. Mm -hmm. But just that concept that we can enter into this, say, if we want to be a facilitator for this, right? Accept your I am presence, accept your mm -hmm. your position as a being of light and love, and go in as a facilitator of this energy and really remove your ego yes. completely and that these higher energies are doing their work you're and that Through there's you. right yeah two individuals interacting out of compassion and with just that pure intention um he says one uh, practitioner doesn't even need to know what the you know certain diagnosis may be of the client or mm. this or that it's not, it's not important you wow. just go in, you do the just do it. laying on of hands, which is really not touching the individual, but right, right. rotating. And there's a little bit of a, a process to it, but it's very free form. Mm. And it's really just kind of being more of a conduit, you know. And, mm. and when you go to his seminars, he says that he's able to transfer this reconnective energy to any individual who's there and receptive and willing and you feel immediately that you're capable of doing this. So now, it's a, kind of a worldwide phenomenon, the way he's traveled everywhere. And, well, it's and awesome. Done. That's yeah. great. Now, um, oh, in oh, your work... Just, oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, just before we, if we diverge from there, one interesting thing that I discovered through the... Re so I found myself just attracted to this modality. Hmm. And then as I studied it, I, I became aware that he also was aware of uh, the keys of Enoch and that specifically some things said in there relate to his, to his process. So there's a connection between living light language mm -hmm. and the reconnection and that he calls it light and information that's being coming through. Light and information. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in your work, you mention, um, and I'm going to quote here, crop circles, crop circles are symbolic information packets to be decoded consciously or subconsciously. They are present to raise frequency vibration of all life on planet Earth. So how is this so? That about uh, crop circles being a symbolic information packet? Well, I'm not speaking as some absolute authority. You know? <laughs> um, it's just my own personal interest in these mm. things. And as an artist, of course, I'm attracted to these beautiful, sacred, mm. geometric symbols. Yeah. And I believe creator, create, creatrix, I believe the mother, father, God, mm -hmm. that, and, and the other entities who are out there working benevolently for evolution hmm. um, that 
you know, sacred geometry must be a language that these beings utilize. Mm. And I, I think we definitely got to go beyond any question of these things being a hoax or this or that. Right. I'm not even going to go there. You know, it's but, like yeah. <laughs> these things have been occurring for decades. Yeah. They're, they're persistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, even up till today, they're constantly appearing. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a communication, a language. There's whether or not, w- as humans, we're able to even interpret them completely. Mm. They are they are perfect examples of living light language, mm-hmm. and and living e- even in the sense that when they're laid down, you know, the swirls of wheat and grain are just heat bent, right? And so they're not killing a thing. These are literally living images Mm. and laid upon the earth. And a lot of people believe that they're laid on ley lines and different power points Mm. of the planet. Mm. The earth, Mother Gaia, and in the Sanskrit language, Bhumi, Bhumi Devi, Mother Bhumi, Mm. just another word for the earth goddess, Mm -hmm. that, you know, as as a very living being she's receiving these acupuncture meridian mm-hmm. activations mm-hmm. and and so she's going through her evolutionary process and as as mother earth is waking or not waking she's always been awake but mm-hmm. as she's upgrading potentially yeah. right through higher mm-hmm. dimensions mm-hmm. so us humans are being influenced some have conjectured that maybe this energy is going into the grain supply, which mm-hmm. would be a much better benefit perhaps than GMOs. You know, right. yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're counterbalancing all that. I, you know, that it's be. all speculation there, but, right. but um, yeah, these are a powerful form of communication. And like a lot of this light, living light information it Mm -hmm. may be so unconsciously it's being received it -hmm. will manifest as it needs to it'll rise into our consciousness we we are becoming an illumined humanity Mm -hmm. you know and so as far as direct directly being able to you know decipher each crop circle completely i you know i don't know who's capable of that it'd be nice if we were (laughs) <laughs> to understand more, it right yeah more, more <laughs> accurate with it right. but but just to view them i think that's really important you know mm. is, is that we view these images take them into our consciousness allow them to grow and nourish us and accept them as art and beauty and sacred you know now we're almost out of time but um how how do you see your mission what you're doing as helping the universe raise and its vibration and awaken. I know we talked about it briefly, but yeah. in your own words. Well, you know, I believe it was Gandhi who said, be the change you want to mm-hmm. see in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when I really contemplated that, um, you know, it, it really helped solidify that, that that's all we can really do. Like yeah. uh, as much as I would like to, out there on the front lines and making big changes and there's people who are empowered to do those sort of things and Mm -hmm. I really congratulate them you know I I found that my journey seems to be fairly solo and and (laughs) (laughs) low-key but but 
it's like if I can spend time awakening myself, it's got to have a ripple effect in humanity, you know. Right. And th- and then that goes for each each of us. Right. right. And it's such it's such an individual journey. I I even though I've come across many things that I want to share and I believe are pure and the truth and so on, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to present information like this is the only way, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So just because we're, yeah, we're all so yeah. unique and, and there, we're all, there's, we're all on a different path. <laughs> yeah. And variety exists right. for the joy of variety. Right. You know? Now, are it? Oh, go ahead. Oh well. Anyway, you know what? What can you say? I mean, I'm. I just. I, I think we live in magical, amazing hmm. reality universe. We need to wake up, wake up more to a supernatural concept of of just how magical this reality is, and and then uh, of course come together as brothers and sisters in the light and love of reality. Right. You know. And, and help create a better situation for every living being as we go forward. Now, do you have any upcoming events or anything else you would like to, that's happening in your world that you would like to share with our listeners today? Well, thanks, Candice. I think maybe this interview will help get some information out. And mm. uh, if more people want to tune into my website mm. and my, I have two websites. One is, primarily my art and about reconnective healing and that is galactic glyphs uh plural galactic glyphs with an s.com and then the other site is bhaktipalace.com and that's b-h-a-k-t-i bhaktipalace.com and that site is making some literature some vedic texts available that are specific about um, uh, creationism, Mm -hmm. posters which are really far out that are very kind of rare that are are not easy to find about cosmology and spiritual dimensions and demigods and different Mm. topics like that. And so hopefully we can get into some of that information at a later date. Um, But those two sites uh, are how people can find me. And I'm happy. I, I'm not doing any events uh, currently, hmm. but I'm always happy to channel a glyph drawing hmm. for people based on the resonance and frequency pattern I pick up in interacting with them hmm. and send that to them and also do either online or in-person reconnective healing sessions. So a combination of those things. Very good. So it was a pleasure having you on our show today, Bala. Thank you so much, Candy. You're welcome. Nice and keep doing the great work that you're doing. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste.
on your spiritual or metaphysical journey. Namaste and let it be.